All right, good people. Welcome back to the All Red, White, and Blue podcast. We were just talking about the national championship game is tonight, Washington versus Michigan. I put a big $4 on this game. Big spender. <laughs> $4. On? On Michigan. To win. To win. I didn't even. Straight up. It's straight up. Yeah. I was like, if I lose that, I'm in, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so you'll get your Starbucks. This is like win. one of my first DraftKings bets. I'm like sucked into the DraftKings. Ah, you're not saving up for your Stanley gambling, Cup? huh? Yeah. Thanks to Todd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He hooked you up. <laughs> yeah. He showed me how to do it on the on the app at dinner yesterday. Yeah. We had a great time yesterday. Um, what is it? Six couples got together for a birthday get together. Yeah, the tribe. And uh, the got tribe. together at Jimbo's house. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was Absolutely. fun. That's all I need is another addiction gambling. No thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm a little worried myself. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Actually, I, that wasn't my first bet. I bet. So now he's lying as well. well. While we were at dinner, I, I picked the Bills, and that was the first one. And they won. Ah. Almost lost. See that? They sucked you in. I was like, oh. That's crazy. You can bet on anything throughout the game. So you, so you won Even two, during the game. You won $2? Yeah, I mean. No, on that one, I bet. I bet 15 on that one. <laughs> $15 made it exciting. I only had $25 in the whole account. So I put 15 mm. on that one. I won nine bucks, I guess. I guess they paid 19 or whatever. It's whatever. I have 34. So I put 10 on two games next weekend. And then one on the net. I mean, uh, the last four I had was on the Michigan. So you have $34. Yeah. So with inflation, you got 24. Correct. And so I lost money. You're, you're losing money now. <laughs> Unless you bet again, you're losing money right now. Well, that's what I'm hoping. You, you I went big this week. You need to bet tonight. You know, four bucks. Four bucks. That gets you back. Well, you need that. Well, four percent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> inflation, you're still losing money. You got to bet more. Well, if I keep winning, I will. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was Todd's fault. Todd taught me. Into the, there you go. Taught me how to use the app, DraftKings app. So, oh, by the way, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. They pulled off a. Well, they didn't pull it off. They were already in, but they finished the season, the best record in the season. Yep. Best record in the yep. league. Best record in the league, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't see that one coming. One seed. One seed. <laughs> I did not yeah. see that coming, I will say. And they, did you see AFC North? All the teams finished above 500. First All time in NFL history. Woo. Yeah. Crazy. It's tough huh? division that, right now. That tells you what that division is versus the other yeah, division. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. I just have this feeling. Either Pittsburgh or Cleveland are going to come in and come back to Baltimore. Yeah, my biggest fear is Joe Flacco brings Cleveland, Cleveland back yeah. and something magical happens. And yeah, Joe Cool. Yeah, you don't want to see, we don't want to see playoff Flacco. No, no. We, we want to see regular season Flacco, <laughs> but that, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, he's, he did well for them uh, the last several games. And he's got something to prove. He's pissed. Yeah. And the Jets didn't pick him up. I think he enjoyed that one win. Yeah. Tore him up. Hey, I, I wish him all good things except for with the Ravens. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Hope, I hope he tears everybody I hope else he tears up. Everybody else up with the Ravens. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he mm. throws five interceptions, gets the rape. That was exactly. my other bet next weekend. I picked Cleveland over Houston. Over Houston? I yeah. think Houston's going to upset Cleveland. <sighs> Don't tell me that. No. Yeah. Put your money on it. Put your money on it. I did. I, that's my upset special for next I put week. I 10 on that. <laughs> Cleveland has a great defense, but I, I don't know. I think Flacco is going to have an off game. I think I, I, I like Cleveland. I, I just like Flacco in the playoffs. I like Cleveland's defense. And I just think that everybody's like, what is going on? And they're like, yeah, we can do this. I think they've got that yeah. momentum. It's all about it's all about being healthy and about That's who's right. playing the best football at the end. Yep. And the Ravens are playing great football at the end, as, as we can see. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game didn't happen. Buffalo's no one, no playing great at the end. And that's who scares me. Yeah. Buffalo, I think Buffalo is probably the best team in the NFL, or or it's the Ravens. You could say either one of them. I just think the the Ravens are just scary me because they come out and lay a turd after having three weeks <laughs> off because there's just so much time off. Yeah. I just don't – it might take them two quarters to knock the rust off, and by that time it could be over yeah, because be we're not a comeback team. So if we don't get ahead early, right. I don't see it happening yeah. for us. It'll be interesting to see what Harbaugh does with them over three weeks. Yeah, it's different. You know, they learned in 2019 they can't do that. Whatever they did, they can't do that again. Josh, you need a mic. You're just a bobblehead <laughs> over there, and you're agreeing with a lot of stuff. I don't see any yeah, no. I don't see Josh. any no. I just see a lot of Engineer bobblehead. Josh. Engineer Josh. Yeah, he needs a, he didn't, he needs needs a, a mic. mic. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to shake 
his head no. And he <laughs> goes, yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of bobbleheads <laughs> over there. Yeah, today it's just the three of us That's and right. Josh. That's right. So we got uh, Jim, myself, and the captain. So, oh, did you watch the Pittsburgh game? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I couldn't watch it, but I listened to it, and it just sounded like a mess. It sounded like a terrible game. It's a little ugly, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to add. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, the weather was horrible, and we weren't playing our starters. Knew that and was Pittsburgh and Tyler Wentz. Huntley didn't really play a great game either. No. Honestly. So it'll be interesting to see if he'll be back next year. But. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh. I mean, that was horrible weather too. <laughs> Pittsburgh should have should have destroyed them if we if we're playing our. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, that just tells you how how much Pittsburgh really does suck, and and our our third string or whatever is uh, you know our bench is pretty deep just to to be able to right. hang with them like that. But yeah, that, they, those games are always close regardless. Even even if Lamar it was, was playing, the same, it, it would have been it would been close regardless yeah. for whatever reason. It was the exact same score. Is when they played in Pittsburgh yep. earlier this season, seventeen ten. Wow, <laughs> for yeah. what that's worth. Wow, I mean they did the right thing. They had to sit their players. I mean, look what happened to uh, uh, Watt. Mm -hmm. He got in, he got oh, injured. Yeah. Yeah. Slippery field. You know these guys are you know two three hundred pounds going full blast and is slippery out? fields. Is he done? It's not a tear or anything. I oh, think it's, it's a, what they call a sprain. Yeah. yeah, and they said weeks, but they don't. Who knows what that means? Wow. But he might. Yeah, well, give it a go. They're one, I think they're one and done anyway. So yeah, I think really so. Too. But uh, yeah, I mean, how do you, you can't take a chance on something like that to one of your any more of your players? So we got so many injuries. No, they have no chance if if Lamar's not if, playing. Yeah, they exactly have zero right. chance. Yeah, so exactly. Better chance with him rusty than. than that's why I'm always torn because it's like I hate that they don't say the word torn. That <laughs> sounds like an injury. <laughs> well, I hate I hate that they don't play the starters, but. If they did and they got hurt, everybody would say, yeah, what the heck were you Stupid 17-game season now, so yeah. I mean, that too. It, yeah, it's longer for sure. Oh. Well, tonight, I mean, now the sports talk's done. Tonight, I wanted to kind of get into a particular topic. I, I don't know if you remember, but back in, I guess, the first time we got together for this podcast, one of the things I wanted to do was, and, and we were talking about it, was talk about some topics that were actually pertinent to either the current events or some of the things our families might be going through or other men. And there's one in particular that kind of keeps coming up wherever I am, whether it's on the job or just talking to friends or family. And that comes, um, it's a popular topic now, especially with the Supreme Court decision back in the summer. And I'm talking about wear and carry issues, having a handgun permit, what it takes, what's involved with that. And before we even kind of get into it, I'll acknowledge it right now that we live in Maryland, so it's going to be different here in Maryland, obviously, than a lot of other places. A lot of states are much more user-friendly, I'd say, when it comes to having a carry permit or wearing carry. But we have the good fortune of Jim being very familiar with a lot of the policies and procedures and regulations involved in getting a handgun permit here in Maryland. So I just kind of wanted to kind of go through that, walk through it a little bit, Give us a chance to maybe kind of clarify some things, ask you some questions. You might not know everything, I get it, but where you might not know, that means probably nobody knows and we got to figure it out. But, and maybe some things are just still up in the air as far as the state's concerned. Yeah, there's a lot of um, things happening litigation-wise, uh, preliminary injunction-wise that are, you know, some things have been stricken or have been stayed versus, you know, not total laws haven't been, you know, shot down, but, you know, they're, they're under preliminary injunction and um, parts of the law are, are still good. Some of the law is not, is not good. So, you know, it's, it's tough to weed to try to maneuver through that maze of the weeds, so to speak even for somebody that, that does this or knows this, um, because, you know, I'm not a lawyer and um, even some of the lawyers have a hard time following it. So it's fluid. It's actually ongoing right now. A lot of these cases are still being litigated. So yeah, we can try to clear some of the stuff up. Yeah. And, but and, that's, and that's dangerous for the, the normal guy like me who just wants correct. to carry because that's trying to problem. keep track of all that. Well, you know problem. guns. It's not like you're illiterate in the, in the field, but- how hard it is it for us to keep up for Jim who who actually did this for a living and then for you know everybody else out there some who have just touched the gun for the first time yeah the layman the layman <laughs> and i think it's just, it's kind of an on purpose they do this on purpose because they want to make it so somebody that says oh can i carry can i i don't know if i can carry and then they make it so burdensome and so 
to the point where you're they afraid, not to. Well, yeah. you're afraid to yeah. because you don't want to get in a jackpot. You want to go to jail. You want to get locked up and, and do something wrong because ignorance of the law is no excuse. One of those things. But right. so, so you're like, okay, well, it's just not worth it. If I, you know, I don't want to take a chance because I don't know if I can, if I can't, and they make it, you know, so, so hard to figure out where you can and where you can't. And then if I'm going here, I can, but if I stop over here, I can't. So that, now what do you do with your gun? So now you just leave it in your car. So it's, it's so, um, convoluted that people just say, they want people to say, oh, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to take it. I'm just not going to carry because, you know, it's, it's a pain. It becomes a pain and that's, and that's kind of how they want it. It, se it seems that, that way. Well, I mean, I didn't want to get too far ahead, but I just kind of thought of something as we were talking about this, because I mentioned it, you know, it's your background, but, um, you know, we both serve with the state police, but I had nothing to do with licensing division. So I, you know, I always came to you or somebody like you, uh, when I had questions about it, but now that we're out and we've been out for a while, yeah. how did you get involved with licensing? Was it something you wanted to do? Is this some place you ended up as far as, um, your um assignment? I, I was, um, well, I had left executive. Um, mm. I got, I got promoted out sergeant and I went, um, to Bel Air Barrack and I was there and I was going through <laughs> a divorce. Oh, right. And okay. so, so the yeah. shift work was killing me with visitation and all the mm. different things right. that, you know, go on with that whole nasty process. Um, and I just needed something that where I could work, you know, uh, a set schedule, have weekends off and I would be able to get my kids when I needed to get them. And, you know, it was just a nightmare trying to do that work in three shifts, right. um, as a duty officer at a, at a barrack. So it just didn't really work out for me. So I put in for it. Um, and you know, I wound up going down there and of course with my background and in the firearm stuff, they, you know, they, 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 I wound up getting the handgun permit section as well as Oh, some other things, special police, you know, security guards, right, right, right. Uh, private detectives, railroad police, all, all that stuff fell, fell under me. Okay. Um, but, you know, for the topic we're talking about today, with, you know, the handgun permit section. Um, Did you have any, the, you said you had experience with handguns. Anything like this or was just your experience in using them and learning them and not permit, not permit. It was mostly farms instructor stuff, farm, okay. farms, okay. instructor stuff, um, uh, that type of stuff okay. uh, from, 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 you know, going through farms instructor schools, several farms instructor schools, as well as you know, doing SWAT and SWAT training and all the different things like that. So, I mean, it was mostly use of not necessarily the, the legalese or the ins and outs of, of the laws of the concealed carry and, right. and the, uh, well, Maryland calls it a handgun permit, but now the new law is it has to be concealed. So the old law was, it didn't matter if it was concealed or not. You could carry it openly if you wanted to, as long as you had the permit. Now it has to be concealed. So you can't, you cannot carry it openly. Nope. You cannot. What if you're, um, a security guard in uniform. Duty. If you're, no, you cannot. No kidding. Yep. I had no idea. No, it's got to be concealed. That's the new law. I don't know how I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. Well, there's a okay. lot of things. That, a lot you of you said a new know. law as of a couple months ago, as of October 1st? Senate Bill 1, SB 1, yes. That the, oh, new, okay. the, new, the new law oh, is no. you cannot carry. I wasn't tracking that nuance to that bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See, yeah, there, 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 there we go. example. Right. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. It's, okay, it's, I mean, we'll I prefer not to week, open carry. That's right. That's right. See you guys next week if we're all not in jail. Wow. And that's tonight's show. Yeah, exactly right. Um, okay, so let's back up a second. There's an alphabet agency knocking on the door. <laughs> we know that back, what was it, June, I guess, right, was this big Supreme Court decision that yes. kind of... Nyserper versus Bruin. Okay, there you go. And go ahead, explain that. What did that say, basically? Basically, it said that Second Amendment was not a second-class right, okay? So they no longer, the burden was before they used to have a, a balancing check, a checks and balances based on, you know, the balance of the society in general versus your second amendment right. And, and there was a two-step process when the, when the judges went to decide whether or not you, you could, you know, your, your right to keep and bear arms. And the Supreme Court said that that's one step too many, one process too many. And they said a second, they said the second amendment is not a second class right. You know, you don't need uh, permission to execute your your right to free speech or your permission to your right to worship how you want to worship or your right to due process, you get that automatically. Same thing. If it's a right, it's a right. You don't need permission. So Second Amendment is not a second class right. So basically they said, yes, the Second Amendment is, and it's going to go back to history, text, and tradition. 
of the Second Amendment when it was ratified in 1791. Okay, 1791 is when the Second Amendment was ratified in the Constitution. And back in 1791, they will look at the laws, historical laws that were on the books where things were regulated then based on when they made the law. So basically, if a law is passed and the Second Amendment, its actual text covers that, it's deemed to be constitutional. So if the Constitution says, look, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, that's that's the wording. That's the right, actual right, text. Right. Okay. That covers it. So if they pass a law that goes against what that the verbiage in the Constitution, then what they have to do, the burden of proof automatically goes on the government to to show a show a historical analog or historical law that backs up why their law is constitutional because back in 1791 in that era, there was a law that prohibited them from doing X or prohibiting them from doing Y. And the burden of proof goes on the, the government. They have to prove that there was something like that back then. And that's why our new law or our law is constitutional. But if they can't do it, then the, the, the plain text of the constitution prevails. What did that mean, like in today's language, as far as not just <laughs> in English? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the law. Yeah. But obviously, there were things going on where, depending on what state you were in, you either could or couldn't carry, or you had to jump through a lot of hoops. You're talking about state rights. Yes. The sta state's rights to regulate. So, but how did that, was that something that was kind of, we graduated into, or was that just something that kind of hit us at a certain point, or do you know? Because obviously, Average Joe couldn't go out and get a handgun carry permit. No, you had to have a reason. There, there was tons of states that were, well, Maryland was a good and substantial reason state. Other states call it May issue. In other words, there's they would have subjective criteria that you had to meet. So they may issue, may issue your permit, or if you have a good and substantial reason, we will issue your permit in the state of Maryland, which was good and substantial reason. And after NYSERP versus, versus Bruin, a good and substantial reason had to go away. And okay. so, th so they got rid of good and substantial reason because it was subjective. And what were those good and substantial reasons? Good and substantial reasons were if you were a business owner and you carried large sums of cash, you made deposits, stuff like that. So, you know, if you were a business owner, you could get one. But if you just wanted it for self-defense, self you couldn't get one unless... You had a, unless someone had attacked you or if you had like police reports backing up saying uh, somebody has uh, threatened me or I was robbed. So you basically, you had to be a victim of a crime, okay, okay. before you could get one. And you'd have to have documentation of this actual physical crime. Or to, a very to, serious threat. Or a very serious threat to, okay. to, justify, to justify you getting one, correct. And that was, so now it's on, instead of it being on the government to show why you could not have one, it was on the individual to show why they had or could, should have one. Yes. The burden of proof wasn't on the government. The burden of proof was always on the individual to prove why you needed one. And if, and if it didn't pass, whoever at licensing says oh, it's not good enough and it's not really the person at licensing, it's, right. it, it's, it's the it's administration, policy. it's the policy yeah. and the administration. Right. So if it doesn't pass their test, then, then you don't, was, you don't was, get one. So when you were at licensing, was there a checklist of things that like, you know, an application came in and you went through a checklist and if it didn't meet these certain criteria, it just went out or how, how did that no, work? It wasn't specifically a checklist, but it, it was pretty much known that you, you had to have actual documents of, of a threat. If you were a judge, if your job was a job where you could, where you had perceived threats against you, like if you were a judge, obviously people make threats against judges, judges put people in prison. So those type of jobs, you're going to get your permit as soon as you put in work. police officers, retired police officers, or getting them. It was so bad at, at one point that police officers that weren't retired, but just left the job. Uh, say you did six years in the police department and you retired and went to do real estate. Right. You could put in your application to get your handgun permit, but you'd only get it for six years. Because the reason that you're getting it is because <laughs> because I have apprehended fear of of uh, retaliation or or violence based upon my my six past on the job. based on my past employment. But my past employment was only for six years because I left the job and now Are I'm you selling real estate. That's the stupidest thing I think. At I've years heard. <laughs> after year six, you no longer got it. Now you need good and substantial reason, like someone's trying to Just kill like you. Like everybody else. Like everybody else, right, you're right. back in the pool, like everybody else. Yeah. And you have to prove why you need. 
that permit because you can't get it as being a former police officer anymore. Now, if you're retired in good standing, you, you, you used to get it indefinitely. Well, this has all changed again. I'm just, going, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the, the history and the evolution right, right, of right. how this went. Okay. Okay. So even if you were a retired police officer and you got your retired creds, if you failed to get your renewal on time and you let it lapse, now you would need good and substantial reasoning because wow. you say, oh, I let my, I let my hand permit lapse for a year because uh, I moved to Florida. I didn't want to come up to the Maryland and blah, 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 and do all that right. stuff. So right. I let it lapse. I'm back in Maryland. I'm trying to get my hand permit now. Oh, well, you let it lapse former trooper, former police officer. Right. So you didn't need it then. So you can no longer use that as your good and substantial reason because you fear reprisal. Because if you feared reprisal that much, then why didn't you, why did you let it lapse? Because you right. must not have needed right. it and didn't have it. So basically June comes along after probably several attempts over the years. But at some point in June, the Supreme Court now has this case. Wait a second. It gets better <laughs> before we get to that. Okay. okay. So they were, so... They were, they were denying former law enforcement officers permits because of them letting them lapse. Right. Okay. However, there was a loophole because of uh, the LEOSA. Right. They said if you, and they could still qualify for LEOSA because they had their retirement. Okay, explain LEOSA real quick. LEOSA is a Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act. Okay. Uh, I think it's House Bill 281. I think it was. It's a federal law. Right, right. Which allowed. Which allows former uh, retired police officers in good standing to carry in all 50 states nationwide. Right. Okay. Okay. And also under a LEOSA permit, or you don't even actually need the card. All you need is to show that you have qualified. You have to qualify annually and you have to qualify as if you were still on the job. So you have to shoot just like right. regular on duty officers from whatever agency that you're, you're from. Um, as long as you have that qualification sheet with you and your retired ID, you're qualified under LEOSA and you can carry in all 50 states. Okay, so so. And here's, the, here's the second part of that. Right. So they're denying people their, their, their permit to carry in the state of Maryland. Their, their Maryland hand Because it right. lapsed. Because it lapsed. And now, you, now they won't give you a new one unless you right. come up with some good and substantial reason why you need it. Right. Other than the fact that you were a retired police officer. Right. Okay. However, if you go and get your LEOSA because you still have your retired ID. Right. And you can go and absolutely get your LEOSA. All you got to do is qualify. If you have that, then they'll give you your Maryland state permit. <laughs> because you have Leosa. So I, cause you're going okay. around it anyway, right, cause you can right. carry in all 50 States now, but I can't get my car. So I, that was going through that while I was still running that agency or running that, that, that department. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was not able to give their, give troopers or whoever their Maryland state permit because they let it lapse. And now they don't have good and substantial reason anymore. But if you go get your Leosa, then I'll just give you your card. Wow. So that's the evolution of it. And then, okay. and then good and substantial went away altogether. So now nobody, nobody that, needs- That was June of last year. Correct. A after right. NYSERF versus Bruin, that all went away. So right. good substantial reasons gone. And now all you need is, uh, you know, the training qualification. Right. And, you know, obviously you, you can't be statutorily prohibited from possessing- Now I know what happened here in Maryland. All of a sudden, everybody was coming out of the woodwork and getting handgun permits. Sure. Was that pretty much across the country? Or was that mainly just for- for this state and maybe a couple others. It was across the country for all the blue states that were not too way friendly okay. and that were restricting them so much that you couldn't get them. And some of them are still doing stuff to, to do the same thing. Sure. Like uh, I think it's Hawaii um, <laughs> where the, um, the sheriffs there, they have a requirement that there's a training requirement, but the training starting in Jan, I think was it January this year? There's a part of the training requirement as in, as in who can be a qualified trainer so they, they've, they changed that part of it. So all the people that used to be able to train are no longer certified to give the training because they've changed how that is. And so, so there's nobody, there's nobody to train. So limiting your access to training. To training, correct. Yeah. So they're saying, they're, they're saying you need a training requirement, but the old trainers are no longer certified to train because they don't, they don't meet whatever criteria there is. And they haven't come up with a new Program you know, standard to get them, standard to get operating them procedure right. to get them certified. So there's no way to get training because there's no one to give the that training. Sounds like Hawaii. That's Hawaii, and they're doing <laughs> it. And they're doing Hawaii. it on purpose. And I think it's only in certain jurisdictions in Hawaii. Yeah. So are these people just not able to get it then right now? Yeah, because there's no way to get the training because there's nobody that's certified to give the training. 
So that's that's so the, over there. It's probably and they probably can't clearly articulate what it is required to get right, yeah, right, to right. get certified to give the training. Well, that, and, and and they don't and they don't want to be clear about yeah, that's what I mean. it. That yeah. they're they're doing it on purpose. But and, and that's not that's are there retired law enforcement able to get it? Well, the retired law enforcement would be covered under LEOSA. Under LEOSA. LEOSA. Under LEOSA. Right. Yeah. So and they don't really care about that. You know, right. They, right. They, right. Now. Before we move on, but that's let me ask you really a question, mm. because I'm under the understanding that for security guards out there that were retired police officers mm. or are retired, that have LEOSA, mm. it's my understanding that even though I know it's out there, I know it's happening, but there are security guards that were retired, that are retired police officers, and they're carrying their weapon and they don't have a handgun permit, but they do have LEOSA. Is that allowed currently? Yeah, because they're allowed to carry their weapon. However, in a working capacity. Yep, as long as they're protecting themselves. I'm still protecting myself. Okay, well, that's the question. Yes. If I'm hired to protect, you know, 7 mm Eleven, -hmm. mm -hmm. and I'm standing there with a handgun mm -hmm. and something goes down mm -hmm. and I have to use it in, mm -hmm. in the, you know, capacity, in my, capacity of the security of my duties, guard. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I legitimate in using it? You are, however, because I'm not protecting myself now. Well, you, you kind of are because you only have, uh, you're only using your weapon because you're in fear for yourself or the life of, of others. You're not, you, you still are not a police officer. So you can't take, right. you still can't take action as if okay. you are a law enforcement officer. So that would be different. But if you were just Joe Shit the Ragman and you're a security guard there and you just happen to be armed and you're carrying under Leosa, when you use your weapon, you're still using it because you're in fear for your own life at that point. Now I'm going to throw this out and you tell mm -hmm. me if you agree with it. Or would you recommend an officer, retired officer, to go ahead and get the handgun permit anyway. Absolutely. And that's that's what I was getting ready to say. It says if you're in the state of Maryland and you're working on your per and you're working under a permit, you should have your Maryland state permit. Okay. Just because of all the legal stuff right. that's going to happen CYA. after you have to use that, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny sure. and a lot of yeah, so it would be it would be who be to I, get your I'll be honest, permit. I have heard licensing troopers say mm -hmm. you cannot work under Leosa as a security guard, as an armed guard. Well, you can't, you can't work as a security guard under LEOSA if you have a security guard card. There's a difference. I can work security for such and such company if they're paying me directly, and I don't need to have a security guard like Okay, card. so that's a little wrinkle. Yes, so if I'm working for Giant, and Giant has their own security guards. Some of them are armed in some of the worst neighborhoods down in the DC right, area, right. they have armed security. Their armed security guard, if they're working for Giant and they're getting a paycheck from Giant, they don't need that security guard card because they're getting paid by Giant. If they're working for Wackenut or <laughs> whatever, yeah. uh, whatever the Pinkerton, right. they're working for Pinkerton and Giant is hiring the security guard from Pinkerton, they need a security guard card and have to be licensed through licensing division. And then he would need his handgun permit to work armed okay. for Pinkerton. Okay. Different so story. That, I guess what I was trying to get to, if you're working under your security guard card. Correct. And I hate to confuse everybody out there who may be listening, all three or four of you. Okay. The reason I'm asking that is because we get asked that all the time. Of course. You know, like, hey, um, do I need my handgun permit? You know, I'm retired. I got my Leosa. And I'm like, uh. It it and the answer is it, it, it depends. It depends on right. who's paying you. If Ulrich Security is paying you and you're working under a security guard card, you need your Maryland handgun okay. permit. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, that's good to know. And for all, any officer out there listening, pay attention to that because it can burn you. But if I'm working for Ulrich Security Agency and I'm working at All Red's headquarters, I'm not working for, and I'm not, you're not, not, for a client, you're right. not working for a client. I don't. Right. Cause you're just carrying basically protect yourself at that point. Correct. Okay. All right. Before we go any further with the doesn't mean, permits. Doesn't mean you shouldn't get it anyway. No, no. I, I, I just tell everybody that anyway. For sure. For now, especially now. Wow. Was Why that, not? A that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, it's going to go deeper, but before it goes deeper. That's what a soccer player said. <laughs> Because we're going to get around to like the, the average citizen now, not just police officers. Yeah, yeah. But before we do that, there's a parallel thing going on that's about purchasing handguns. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because, you know, we'll run out. But you used to, or at least you might still used to, have to go and take your course to get your um, HQL. HQL license yep. just to purchase a handgun. Correct. Now, we heard that Maryland courts said you no longer have to do that. That's but it was under review. And I think the last time I talked to you about that, we were waiting to hear. Yes. Did they ever come up with anything? 
as far as I'm you know. Gonna, I'm going to read to you exactly the last thing I heard about that. Does that make sense, Captain? Yeah. Okay. The Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit has just ruled, and this is November 21st, by the right, way. Right, right. Okay. Fourth Circuit has just ruled that the Maryland's handgun qualification license requirement is unconstitutional under the Second Amendment. Under the federal rules, the decision goes into effect 21 days with the issuance of the court's mandate. The state has 14 days to seek an en banc review in the Fourth Circuit. If it does so, the mandate is stayed until such time as such a petition for en banc review is either denied or after an en banc decision if en banc review is granted. And of course, the state can also seek review to the Supreme Court. All right, what's so, an en banc review? En banc, en banc means, so basically the Fourth, the fourth Circuit Court, three-judge panel ruled it unconstitutional. Okay, like, that's the, not the whole court. That's, that's not the whole court. Right. There's a three-judge panel that ruled that the Maryland's HQL handgun qualification license that you need to purchase a handgun prior to purchasing it is unconstitutional. That's just from a three-judge panel. Unconstitutional. That came out in November, that was in November. November 21st. Yes. The state had 14 days to appeal it. Okay. To the um, to appeal it to the circuit court right. to take it en banc, which would mean the whole panel would, would review it. I'm not sure how many justices it needs to actually grant the review. So if there's nine... Well, it was, Five it, would have to agree. It, I think it's four in the Supreme Court. Okay, four okay. out of nine, but there's more than nine in the. In, I think there may be eleven. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, uh, right. in, in the in, in the, Maryland in the Fourth District, uh, or in the in the Fourth Circuit rather. I'm not sure, and I, I'm almost guaranteed that it's going to go on bonk. So, and and it's already been past fourteen days. So I'm sure they've appealed. It stayed then, is that right? Is it a stay status? Well, it depends. If the en banc court has taken it up, that means it is stayed. Correct. Okay. means it stayed 14 days for them to appeal it. Right. And then once they get it in, in for an appeal, the court has 21 days to make a decision whether or not they're going to take it or not. So we're about running out of that. Correct. So at any time now, we should know whether or not they're going to take it or not. I guarantee you they take it. I guarantee you they take it because. So what are they doing? They're waiting the last minute? They may be, but they drag it out as long as they can because sure. they know. If they were to deny it, then Attorney General is going to appeal it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court could say, no, sure, it's over. But it's not going to happen that way. The, the Ombach panel will review it. It will get back overturned again and say that the HQL is constitutional because the Fourth okay. Circuit is not 2A friendly. So that's 99% sure that that's going to so happen. So it's probably not going anywhere unless it ever gets to the Supreme Court. Not anytime soon. So right. so when it goes to the Ombach panel and it gets overturned again and saying, yes, it is constitutional, then the other side will appeal it to SCOTUS. Got it. Yeah. So for those listening. So right now you still need to get your HQL. You got to get your HQL. Correct. That's, right now. That's the key. All yep. right. And that's important because, you know, a lot of people think they could just go get their hangar permit and they got their HQL, which by the way, they can kind of get at the same time. Correct. Say that one more time. If they, there are people who believe that getting their hangar permit is getting their HQL. It's not but they can get it at the same time by taking the same course, correct? If you get your handgun permit, in other words, if you go through the training to get your handgun permit, that training qualifies you for your for a free HQL. You don't need right. to get it. So they'll give you your HQL right when you get your handgun permit. All you have to do is check the box to get your hand, your, your HQL with correct. it okay. when you're getting your handgun permit. Okay. So it's a, yeah. Well, that a, makes sense. So yeah. just to clarify then for anybody who's listening, if you want to purchase a handgun, you mm -hmm. need an HQL. You do. In Maryland. The only two things that you don't need your HQL for, and this is going to blow your mind too. Oh, jeez. One of them is a is a handgun that's a that's classified as a curio and relic. Okay, okay. so it's older than okay. like eight. It's like a 1890, 1899. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, older. So if it's classified as a curio and relic, you don't need your HQL. The other thing is, but do you have to be a collector? You do not. Okay. Collector entitles you to buy more than one gun in a 30, okay. 30 day period. So it has nothing to do. With it has that. nothing to do with it. Okay. Now. Here's the other thing that you don't need an HQL to buy. A lower receiver for an AR. If you get a lower receiver, you don't need an HQL to buy it. Tell me how that makes sense, Captain. Doesn't. <laughs> I wasn't tracking that. No, I don't. I don't understand that either. But you do not need your okay. HQL to buy a lower AR-15 receiver. Interesting. Okay. So if you're thinking of buying a gun, get your HQL. If you think you're going to get your permit, go ahead and take the course for the handgun permit Correct. for the wear and carry, and then you will. Also be able to check the box and get the HQL at the Correct. same time. 
And if you don't have anything and you want to go ahead and get your AR-15 lower receiver, you can go ahead and do that without your HQL. And then you can build yourself an AR right. pistol and you don't even need an right. HQL. So tell me how that makes All sense. Right. Okay. So we're talking loopholes. Now hole. we're in the weeds. Now we're in the loopholes. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. So we'll go back. So, but yep. anyway, so now you know how to get a, a handgun in the state of Maryland, basically. Yep. I mean, obviously we've got these little. Until, un, un, until the, until it's, until it's, until it's settled in right. HQL is unconstitutional because ultimately it's going to be unconstitutional. And before we move on then, a HQL is a four hour course? It's eight hours. Oh, that's eight hours. Never mind. The wear and carry is 16. 16. And a, and a renewal is 16. Which includes I'm that sorry, eight. Renewal is, 18, renewal is eight as well. Right. But that initial 16 includes the eight hours that you need for yeah. the HQL. Yeah. So that's why you can go ahead and check Because the training encompasses everything you would get that's in correct. an HQL okay. anyway. All right, good. So they say this is unconstitutional eventually. Eventually you won't it's need an HQL. You won't. But right. there's still probably a seven-day waiting period. That's a federal, is that a federal thing? No, that's a state of Maryland thing. Still a state. In California, there's a 10-day wait, and that's also being litigated right now, too. So that once that gets thrown out by SCOTUS, then ours will get thrown out, too. Okay. But it's, so it's, there'll be no wait at that point? There will, be no, there will be no wait. Once it, once it gets thrown out. So, and, and again, this is all moving at the pace of a glacier because it's the, it's right. the justice system. It's just so it's hypothetically, system. if that gets thrown out, you could walk in, purchase your handgun, and walk out with it. Correct. Just like you can most cash and carry rifles and shotguns. You walk but in, if you're listening to this, get your next check and be done. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying you still have a seven day wait at this point. Correct. In you have a seven day wait in Maryland. And, and like I said, in California, it's a 10 day wait, but that's currently being litigated. And that's most Are there likely. states out there that have no wait? Yeah, the majority of them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. All the blue states, all the blue states have yeah. like waiting wow. periods. Okay. Well, good. That's helpful. So now we got to the point where, okay, if you want to go get your handgun. How many days do you have to wait for your First Amendment right? How about your due process? Do you, ha do you have to wait seven days before you get due process? I hear you, brother. How about, how, you. about how about, yeah, I mean, what other right do you have to wait for? What other right do you have to pay a fee to implement, to execute? You're right. Right. I know. There's the second class right again versus, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're seeing all the rights attacked almost. Of course. In some form. Sure. But that's the one where it kind of, it's being stepped on before you even implement it. Sure. Whereas most of the other ones, you're trying to implement one that you already have mm. and you're getting either, you know, censored for, you know, your first amendment right or yeah. whatever. Okay. Or you're losing deep due process. That's another one. Due process. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. You mean with the red flag laws? That, that, yeah, that, yeah. All that, that, all that, 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 yeah. that due process? Go ahead. All right. So <laughs> now we're going to go back. We figured out what we need if you want to purchase a handgun. Yes. And again, we're talking handguns. These are not shotguns or, or rifles. Rifles, right. Okay. But now you want to get your wear and carry permit. Okay. And a lot of people refer to it as handgun permit, but in Maryland, the correct term is wear and carry. Is that correct? No, the, the correct term is handgun permit. That's what it's always oh, been. I got it's it always it's I got always it been a handgun permit. A lot of other states call it wear and carry, or they call it conceal carry. But if you look at your handgun permit, it says Maryland handgun. That's permit true. It does it. say that. It doesn't say wear and carry. You're right. But is the course kind of labeled wear and carry? Is that what it is? You everybody, see WNC. I think people that are given the courses are just calling it wear and carry because okay. that's the terminology that people hear a lot. Um, and most other jurisdictions use that. We never used concealed carry because back then the law was it didn't have to be concealed. So that's why we called it a handgun permit. And Correct. that was before you had to have a HQL to even buy a gun. So right, right. before there was, there was no HQL. So they call it when you got a handgun permit, oh, that was your permit to carry it. Correct. Because you didn't need a permit to buy a permit. one. You just had to register it. Correct. Yeah, you, you had to, for handguns, you had to have them, you had to uh, buy them from a, a FFL or if you bought, if you bought them secondary from a second, uh, secondary sale person, you had to go to MSP to do the transaction and or, or an FFL to do it. Correct. But that was prior to 19, uh, right after 1996. Before 1996, I could sell you my handgun and it was doing nothing yet. Okay. So prior to 96, I didn't need, uh, you didn't need to do any of that. After 96, 96 and, and today, any handgun has to be done through either an FFL or you have to go through your local law enforcement officer to do that background okay. check and, uh, and stuff like that. So, okay. So now you want to take the handgun permit course hmm. here in Maryland. Yeah. We've already talked about it. It's a 16 hour course, correct? Correct. So let's back up. Is that the first thing you should do? Register and sign up for a course? Um, I can't think of anything else. Well, but. do you, do you own a gun? 
There's a person. Let's say they do. If they if they have a well, gun, then they can take it. Then they take it to take the course. So some. some what if they don't? Well, if they don't, depending on where you go, they you can probably rent a gun from right. from them and, and shoot the course from them. But some don't. So if you already have a gun that you want to okay. use, then right. yeah, go ahead and do that. All right. So now we assume everybody has a gun and they want to take the course. Mm -hmm. The course is good for three years. Three two years. years. Is it two years the first? And then three years after? No, no, no. That's once that's oh, that's you the, get that's, that's once you permit. get your permit. The, right, per, right, the right. first permit's good for two years, and after all sub subsequentials after that is they're good for okay, three years. Okay. But the actual training is good for a, a, a whole entire calendar year, I believe. So it's been a, it's been a minute. So you oh, have to apply within that year. Correct. Once you take the course, it's good for a whole year. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You know, say, oh, I'm going to wait until I'm ready to apply. You know, you got a whole year. Got it. Um, and it used to be your prints were only good for 30 days, so people were always right. Uh, the pre right. People always get jack in a jackpot because oh, the prints were only good for 30 days, and then they would apply, and their prints were out. So then they had to go and get new prints again. So, but now the prints are good for a year too. Okay. So you just brought up the prints. So obviously, you got to take the course, mm. and you also need fingerprints done. Mm. And what else? Photographs. Yeah, you're going to need your, you like know, a passport you're photo. Gonna, yeah, passport photo. Back in the day, you needed good substantial, but you don't need that anymore. So right, you need right. your proof of proof of your completion of training and that you, you know, you qualified and you passed from a person that has their, you know, HQL. So uh, I'm sorry, they're, um, they're, quali uh, they're a qualified handgun instructor. So is all that going to go away eventually? I mean, if we go to ultimately a constitutional carry system, I mean, is that where we're going? Or, or, uh, or is there always going to be these, sort of training requirements and these other hoops you got to jump through? My opinion is I don't, uh, I really don't know because during the, the, the Nyserper versus Bruin decision, the SCOTUS said that the states still have a, a right to regulate. Now, how they can regulate, they didn't articulate. Can they make you? Well, we see how they're trying to do it now. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but, can, they, but can they make you have training? I'm going to say that they can't only because again, you have to go back to the it's history. the same reason. History in text of the, you know, the you have to go back to the constitution when it was ratified, 1791, when the second amendment was ratified, was there any regulation that required you to have training to, to execute a second, your second amendment right to execute a, you know, a constitutional or any, or right. Or any right. There's, yeah. there's, there, or any right. You don't know. There's no training. Do you have to have trainings before you can speak, before you can go to your church that you want to go to? Some or people should. Some people should. <laughs> and, and everybody should have training too. But can they man, can it, can it be a government mandate? Right. And I don't think that right. that's right, going to be. I'm going to make a prediction yeah. that if it gets to that point where it's not required anymore, that it'll be up to certain states because we already have states that don't require it. Isn't that correct? Yes, there's right. states that so, are constitutional carry. So the, you the don't blue even states or the ones who are, are really opposed to this are going to try to implement some sort of either training or, or some kind of delay so that you can't just get it. But if SCOTUS, carry it. If, if SCOTUS the, it, well, says they can't do that, then they can't do it. Well, then right, you have to take it to court again. Right. Again, it's going to be litigated and it's going to be litigated yeah. for a long time. That's one of the things, you know, I, you know, ugh. I think everybody should have training because everybody really should have training. Do I think this, the government can mandate it? No, I don't. I think carrying a gun is a massive, massive responsibility and liability. Right. And you, you really need to be, you know, have your I's dotted and your T's crossed when you're, when you're going to take on something like that. Um, so it, it would behoove you to get not just the training, the 16 hours, but to continue to train and continue to shoot and get as much training as you can if, you wanna, if you're going to continue to carry. It's only going to help you out if, you, if and when you have to use it because, you know, it's going to come down on you. You're going you're gonna to be getting lawyers. You're going to be in the court system. Stuff's going to happen. It's only going to help you. But do I think they can mandate it? I don't think they can. And I, ultimately, I think it goes away. It's just going to take probably a, a long, time. A long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Depending on your state. Just because of the, the the speed at which, you know, all the appeals take and just takes forever. And again, just a reminder to anybody who's not in Maryland, you know, check out what your state regulations are because chances are it's not as strict. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but you still need to know, you're, you're, you're required to know your, your state. Well, here's the, here's the playbook. Here's the playbook that all of these blue, you know, anti-2A friendly states and jurisdictions do. They make a law, they pass a law and they say, yeah, this is, this is the new law. You can't, you know, they restrict you this, 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 and this. 
Eventually, it works its way up through the court systems two, three years down the road, four years down the road. SCOTUS says it's unconstitutional. You can't do that. And they go, oh, okay. So then they go back to the drawing board and the General Assembly gets together and they go, oh, well, we, we can't do this, but we're going to do this. And now they'll, they'll change something in it just a little bit to try to get around it and say, oh, well, that wasn't constitutional, but we right. think this is. Right. And we just passed the law. And now the process starts all, all over, over again. again. So now you got to <laughs> wait. Now you got to sue and you got to lose. Yeah. And then you're going to win and then you get appeal and then you lose and you got to keep going. And, sure. and by the time you get up to SCOTUS, it's another four years down the road. And they say, hey, that's unconstitutional. Well, it's like they say the punishment is in the process. The process, the is, the, as well. the process is, the, is the punishment. So yeah. they just keep doing yeah. it and they kick it down the road yeah. until they exhaust every stupid idea that they can come up with to, to stop you from executing. Well, and, and probably hoping too, that the, that the court, the court changes, changes or they can pack it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I don't know. Did I miss any questions? Like somebody might have, I think you have a question for uh, the captain. What's that? No, but I got, I got some that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it, was, it was interesting. So I drove across the country last week right, and brought my gun with me. Okay. But I had to do a lot of research before I did so mm -hmm. because of all the states I was driving through. And you have to do that. And they have these, you know, these different apps and stuff that can help you do that. And they're very helpful. Yeah. But, um, you know, Illinois and, and Colorado were the only states that were like, nope, you can't um, unless you have a permit from them. But you can carry it in your car. You can keep it in the car, which I thought was unique in those states. You know, if yeah. you have a permit from your home state, you can. Even in Illinois. Even in Illinois. Wow. Yeah, I just looked it up again. Yep. Um, same with Colorado. Wow. How Illinois. does it have to be carried in the car? Does it have to be locked, un it unloaded, say. separate? It doesn't, it, just say. Say, it doesn't say. Wow. And I thought that was interesting. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it. You'd have to lock it up and all this kind of stuff, but it wasn't the case. So. Well, you bring up a good point because there are these organizations that will represent you if you are involved in a shooting or something like that. It's like buying insurance. Yep. Uh, well, basically, that's what it is. It is insurance. Yeah. 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 And... Um, USCCA, that's one yep, of them. That's, that's, I have that. Is that you I have highly that recommend. U.S. Law Shield. Yep. There's two that I know of, yep. but I'm sure there's others, but they have these apps, like you said, yep. or or something on their website that'll tell you. Rest of property maps, they call there them. There you yeah. go. So if you are going to travel and you are able to carry, it behooves you to know what states you're going through, where you're going to be, and what the laws are for that particular state, because you can get jacked up if you are in the wrong state. And yeah. acting uh, and, uh, in such and, a manner that it's illegal. Yeah, and so definitely use those. And then I flew it back, right? So it was my first time flying oh, it, back. Flew it back. I flew it back, yeah. right? So it was my first time going through that. You know, oh, what airline did you fly? I flew Southwest. Okay, okay. so you all you so you you had it in a lockbox, lock, lock container, box, lock container. It checked it in. No ammo in your in your magazines, right? No, in the original container. In original container. Yep, and it was pretty simple. You you, you just you checked know, it in. You go into the full service check in. At the airline, they you know you say right. hey, I have a weapon to declare. They send you there. They do a quick check. They just open your luggage, make sure it's locked. Then they, they don't even they don't even open anything and look at it. They take it to a scanner, right? And they do it, but do a scanner up. Looks like you got it all set up right. And the guy takes it to a special place, and off he goes. That's so, the one where's, step. Where's you just the ammo? Ammo was in the bag as well, but just not in the but gun. not in the but not, not in, in, not, in, not the, in the box the, with not the gun. In the box, no, and it doesn't have to be locked. The ammo doesn't. It's just an original. We used container. to have, remember, we used to have to travel a lot and send our guns out. If we weren't with the protectee, we would send our guns, you check them in like that. But you, you just brought up an important point that is a little bit different. Remember, we had to open it. We had to open the bag, show that, that. we had to unlock the, or at least I did several times. We had to open That's what show I was the expecting. Gun, I didn't have to show the gun. You had to lock it back. I and never then put it back in your Yeah, I suitcase. never I never traveled when I was I was always if I was flying I was with you the were with the, so yeah. I was always so armed. I was always okay. armed on the plane. Yeah, mm -hmm. I never had to check it in. So I was expecting the same thing Mike that I would have to sh open yeah. unlock it, show the weapon and everything and then lock it back up. I didn't because <laughs> they put it through these scanners. Yeah, I guess the scanners, scanners can tell. Right. Oh, know, yeah, they can see everything. Think about that. Yeah, and they can so see if, good, the, if it's loaded or not. If they it's can loaded see the bullets or not, and everything. If, the, if the ammo's cool. in there, all that kind of stuff. It saves yeah. a little time. Yeah. It does. It, it was yeah. actually really easy. Good. It was really easy. Everybody's just afraid. Because they don't want to get locked up. I was so nervous the first time. They don't want to get locked up at the airport. They don't want to get locked up at the airport. Don't go through the bags. I was so nervous. But yeah, it was pretty easy. Sir, why are you sweating? I'm just really nervous. <laughs> remember, we had to go through a course flying while armed. Remember? That's right. That's we right. Through, I forgot about that. We had to go through the course. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I just gave the course in 30 seconds. Yeah, you're there right. 
Yeah, it's that simple, really. It is. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask you one more thing about mm-hmm. the mags. Are they still restricted here in Maryland? Yes. Mags, 10-round uh, mags, you can only you can only purchase. We're talking magazines, folks. Ma- magazine, you know what a mag and, and magazines, yeah, for your, for your weapon, for any or weapon. Or clips, as some people call it clips, no, but it's yeah, not no, a clip. Yeah, no clips. Yeah, it's not a clip. It's a magazine. <laughs> Run the hill. Yeah. Clips are different. There, is, there are such things as clips, but they're not. But these right, are magazines. Right, right. They're different. So, yes, ten, uh, Maryland has a 10-round magazine law. So if you buy a gun here in the state of Maryland, it can only come with a maximum of 10-round magazines, even if it, you know, it's supposed to come with a 17 or a 30 mm-hmm. or whatever. It can only come with a 10-round magazine. However... You just can't buy it here. You can't buy it here. You can't transfer it here. You can't ship it here. You can't ship it here. You have to, if you want to go... You can or cannot? You cannot you ship You can buy it online and ship it here. You, you can't, cannot. You can't okay. ship it here, okay. no. You can't buy it and ship it here. You, so, no, there's, there can't be any transfer okay. in the state of Maryland. But if you have old stock, you can possess them. Right. And you can even use them in your guns mm-hmm. while you're carrying on a permit or whatever, all day long. Not a crime. If you were to go to PA, you can purchase as many as you want and bring them back over and you can use them. And so basically all day it's long. not illegal to have it. Not it's illegal to have illegal it or to use it. it or transfer it or you just can't, tra- you can't transfer it in the state of Maryland. Okay. Right. And so if you're buying a gun, you so can't go to Pennsylvania guys. But, and some places are, Virginia, are selling, some, yeah, some places are selling handguns now that come with 17 round mags. And they're, whoever is their armor or whatever is, is taking the magazines apart and putting in oh. blocks. In so they're not switching them. They're just blocking it. Modifying them. They're yeah. modifying them to, so, so they can only take 10 rounds. So, and then what you do with it after that, you're on your own. I, <laughs> you I, I, don't, I don't even know, to, to be honest, I don't even know how that is even legal because I'm pretty sure that the, the magazine has to be 10 rounds, like from the factory right from the and, it, and it, and it, there's no way to change it back into a 17 round. I'm not real sure how that's happening, but apparently it, it is happening. I know for a fact it's happening at, at, at several places and I, I'm all for it. I just don't know how that's working, but it's working. I don't hear much about it. Well, <laughs> every, no one's talking yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, everyone's been right. talking. No, no, but no, I'm just talking about it, but I should have yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, this is all Shut up, shutting up, Jim. This is all hypothetical anyway. All hypothetical, yeah, <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> So, okay. All right. Well, I think that's really helpful. I mean, and if there's anything else I forgot to ask, go ahead and add it in. But I just want... Oh, well, there's two other topics in the, in the handgun world. There's there's the, the Montgomery County, who basically restricted you can't carry anywhere in Montgomery oh, County. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. And okay. then there's also... Go ahead and say that. What, what is okay. that? Okay. Well... So there are certain counties that are more restrictive is what you're saying. Well, here's the problem. The state has preemption rights. So That's what I thought. It, it is, but they did, but of course Montgomery County doesn't care, right? So they they just passed their own bill and did whatever right, they the wanted. Most liberal county. Yeah, in the and let me and I'm going to read to you what just uh, happened here a little while ago for the Montgomery County. Okay. It's probably the illegals on the school board there. Like, exactly. <laughs> this is uh, November 27th, which is fairly recent. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Uh, the circuit court for Montgomery County, Maryland, granted the motion for summary judgment. Filed by MSI. So Maryland, Maryland Shout Issue is a is a good organization. Right. If you're not a member, it's probably a good thing to do. They do lots of, you know, litigation for our Second Amendment rights here in the state of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they they filed a lawsuit and uh, in Montgomery County, you know, against that bill that uh, that basically said you couldn't carry anywhere in uh, in Montgomery County, even with a handgun permit. Right, right. Okay, yeah. There were so many restrictions, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah, you couldn't car- carry on 270 because any, any state-owned property. So the state highway, you couldn't drive down the road right. on 270 with schools, it. Schools, of course. Schools, yeah, all that, all, all the normal stuff and then some. And then a thousand feet with, uh, from with any private property. Right, right, right. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So, so here's how that goes. Um, Basically, the Maryland uh, Maryland granted the motion for summary judgment filed by uh, Maryland Shall Issue and the other plaintiffs declaring most of the county's firearms laws, including Bill 421 and Bill 21-22E, restricting carrying by permit holders and possession of privately made firearms. In other words, 80 percenters. So if I make a, if I make a gun out of a lower that doesn't have a serial number on it, I can handgun or rifle with no serial number, I can make my own gun. We have a history of tradition since 1791 that we can make our own firearms. Firearms that have serial numbers on them, that, that's a law now and a federal law now, but, but there's no history and tradition based on, on those serial numbers. The only reason serial numbers were put on guns were for manufacturer purposes so they could track their sales 
That was way back in the day. Uh, right. And only okay. some of the sense. manufacturers had serial numbers. Not all guns had serial right, numbers. Right. But the feds, I think it was in, in, in 19, I'm not sure what the year is, but but the feds made it that every all guns had to have serial numbers. But there's nothing based on history and, and tradition that says that, that, we, that that's constitutional either. So that's getting ready to be litigated as well. And that's probably going to fall too. If that falls, man... But anyway, restricting carrying by permit holders and possession of privately made firearms was in conflict with a preempted by state law. So in other words, state law, the preemption law. So they're saying it's a conflict. So there was a so summary judgment was issued. Technically, the decision is not final in the trial court until actual orders are issued. The opinion directs the parties to meet within 10 days and confer about the wording for a declaratory judgment order and injunction and an immediate appeal certification. The court will then enter these orders as separate orders. Until the actual orders are issued, enforcement is not technically enjoined. Stay meaning what? Stay tuned for updates. In other words, enforcement's not technically enjoined. In other words, they cannot stop them from enforcing the law yet. So in other words, the law is still in effect because they- So they, Montgomery County can shut you down. They can still, they can still enforce that law okay. yeah, until this, is, until this wow. is figured out. But summary judgment was granted against them. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. But they can still enforce the law- So the 10 days- Until there's a direct order. All right. So your recommendation would be- Stay, with the, stay, stay, out, of stay, County, stay out of Montgomery County. But really the state's law should preempt- what Montgomery, what Montgomery has, or are there any other counties or just them? Just that county. Okay. Well, and, and, and it doesn't so matter. You do so at your own risk. And it didn't matter. Even if you're retired law enforcement under a handgun permit, it doesn't matter. Wow. You still can't. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Does that apply to security? It applied to everybody. Anybody with a hand that was, that has a because handgun that, permit. I thought that was like the initial, initial reaction was like, wait a minute, you can't even have security guards, armed security guards. Well, how are you? How are you carrying it? I mean, are you are you armed on your way to the place? Or are you are you driving well, on two seventy? Let's say you're working in Rockville. Okay, but you got to you've got to get through so much. Correct. So okay. many so many off restricted areas to get to your place. How do you do that? Well, can you transport it unloaded? You can't. Uh, well, there you go. You'd have to. You'd have to be unloaded. So you'd you have to you get, wouldn't be able to get be, to your location, load it, and then holster, and then you can work. And then when you're done, you got to take it out. Correct. Crazy. But, but at least you could work. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good work. Uh, that's important for any of you out there working security because, yeah. And then here's you got to know those local laws too. And then the, the last one, as far as uh, this topic, is actual SB1. Um, Senate Bill 1. Senate that's Bill 1, which, is, which, which was the new law that just passed in the state of Maryland. Okay, so... The um, Maryland shall issue also just won a partial preliminary injunction, which is a you know PI preliminary injunction mm -hmm. in Novotny versus Moore, which is the governor, to challenge SB one. Injunctive relief is provided for private property locations that sell alcohol and public demonstrations. So the bill basically said you couldn't you know you couldn't go into a restaurant because they sell alcohol with your right. Drink. Um, even bar. if even if you weren't drinking, right? You know, so clubs, so, uh, yeah, any place like yeah. that, yeah. So that just got uh, it's a PI. It didn't get struck down. It's just a preliminary injunction was the place, can't so they one. can't enforce that part of right. it. Correct. Yep. And that's because that's statewide too, right? Statewide. Yeah. All right. Oh, unless you're in Montgomery County, because yeah, right. But because apparently Montgomery yeah, County, can Montgomery do, County. Can, can, they can do whatever just, they want. Just, <laughs> <laughs> annex them to Virginia. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay. DC can have them. So hopefully this helped as far as kind of giving you an idea if, if you're out there and you're wondering, how does this work? Can I carry? And how do I go about doing that? Hopefully we, we gave you a little bit of insight. Is there a work email that anybody has that, uh, that we could give out? Do you have one as far as? I do have one, but I mean... If you, I, I, yeah. in case somebody had a question, I, yeah. I, I mean, we could come up with one down the road. It's, it's freedomtactical2a at gmail.com. Okay. Say that again. Freedomtactical2a at gmail.com. Okay. So if you have Common any questions spellings. about <laughs> any of those items that we talked about that Jim was going over, just send, shoot him an email because uh, obviously, look, you're not going to get many people who know better. And even those who think they do, it's changing all the time. Anyway. It changes. Yeah. And if I, and if I don't know, I can, you know, obviously I'll, right. I'll, I'll go get the answer, but um, you know. A lot of the stuff I don't know, and you know, and it, it you think you know, but you don't. Even the lawyers are having a hard time figuring it out. But uh, if I don't have the answer, I you know I can definitely research it and try to get the answer. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. If you're cool, if you're cool with that. Sure. So. Absolutely. Josh could always delete it if you're not. So. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. I just won't. I just won't give you a wrong answer. I'll only give you an answer if yeah, yeah. If, if I if I have the answer. Well, right. I mean, the idea is we encourage everybody to, of course, be able to use your right to carry. But we just want to make sure you're doing it not only safely, but smart in the sense of knowing what your laws are. And again, I, you know, apologies to anybody who's not in Maryland, because a lot of this might not mean anything to you. But I think it shows you what some of the restrictions are out there. Certainly, there aren't many that are more restrictive than, than this state. So if you can't, at least should check out, see what's local, see what affects you. And, um, and then if you have any questions, still, you can still send something to us and and we'll, but but we'll don't be out. afraid to exercise your right. I mean, that's also, exactly that was right. there was a lot of stuff, right? And yeah. so like, most people are, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, yeah, your head swimming. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It, it pushes people away. And don't be afraid. I mean, and really, as much as we get to train, sounded like that, it's not that bad. No, no, yeah. no, yeah, it's really just taking the course, going online, filling out the application, sending in your fees, doing your fingerprints and your and your photographs. Yep, and as long as you pass your course okay, you should be good. And know? there and there are organizations and like USCCA that have uh, you know apps and, and a lot of information to help you through yeah. that process and everything That's else. Right. And once you once you get there and once you get it, keep training. And again, and keep training. Keep with, training. The, with the the fingerprints are obviously part of the background check. So yeah, real quick before we wrap up, then what are they looking for in a background check that would prevent you from ownership. They're looking for carry. any criminal history that's going to prevent you from, you know, statutorily prohibit you from possessing a weapon. They're going to look at- uh, So the, it's not just felony and misdemeanors versus misdemeanors. It's- It's anything that's going to statutorily prohibit you from carrying. So so it's criminal, criminal history. Anything, any, if you've been convicted of anything, anything that has a potential of a penalty of more than two years- Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Potential. So in other words... Let's so say you get shoplift. You're, you were a shoplifter at age 22, and now you're 48. I got a better one. Telephone misuse. Okay. Telephone misuse. Carries a penalty of three years. That's more than two no years. Kidding. So if you've been convicted wow. of telephone misuse, hey, Mrs. Freeman, is your, te- is your refrigerator running? Well, yes, it is. Well, you better go down and catch it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So if you got charged with that and got convicted, you're now a prohibited person for the rest of your life. Currently. Currently. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's the law. So, so they're, they're looking for any of that. Okay. Right. If you were a juvenile and you were adjudicated delinquent, in other words, you've committed a crime that if you were an adult, when you did it, you would, you, the right penalty for that would have been more than two years. Mm-hmm. If you were convicted of that. Even as a juvenile. Even as a juvenile. Is that, you're just, okay. is that just a Maryland thing or is that state by state? It's a Maryland, it's, it's a Maryland it's, thing. It's a Maryland, it's a Maryland thing. thing. Isn't it interesting? Almost anything else you can do, you can wipe out what you did as a juvenile. This follows you when it comes to. Until you're 30. Oh, until you're, you're 30. Until <laughs> you're 30 exactly. years old. Once you're, when you're older than 30 years old, doesn't matter what your juvenile record okay. is. Doesn't okay. matter. All right. So there are background issues that you know your record. You know what you've mm-hmm. been convicted of, if mm-hmm. anything. So you know, keep that in mind when you apply. You could be denied based on your background if you had any of those types of be. Uh, background and also, charges. And they're also going to look at your, I mean, your background or your your criminal history from other states. So say if you're sure. from, right, say right. you're from Texas. Texas is very gun friendly, and none of their laws prohibit you from just about anything. So you come, say, for, God forbid, you have to get a job in Maryland, and you leave Texas, and you come to Maryland with your collection of guns. Right. You have sixty days to register all your weapons. Yeah. Just be really careful. Because mm-hmm. when you go to register your weapons, it's a, it's a one-time fee. Just, you don't have to register, you know, $10 okay. per weapon. It's, it's $10 for all the weapons. It doesn't matter how many you have. So, mm-hmm. but when you go to register your weapons, they're going to do a background check on you and a criminal history and anything that you did or anything that you were convicted of in Texas. If we don't have the same exact crime here in Maryland, they'll pick something similar that we have here in Maryland. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it was $15 fine there and no jail time. If our crime says it was more than two years in prison, guess who just lost all their weapons because they were trying to do the right thing and register their guns. They'll come and take all, they'll come yeah. and take all your guns yeah. when you come and register that. Yeah. So be real careful because Maryland laws are totally different than Texas laws. Some laws aren't exactly the same, but it doesn't matter what the penalty for that crime is. It, even if the laws are exactly the same word for word, it doesn't matter what Texas penalty is. They use the Maryland penalty okay. and they confiscate all your guns. Okay. To be careful. So go ahead and get your firearm, get your carry permit, get your handgun permit. Yeah. If you can. 
take your course, qualify, get your pictures, get your fingerprints, and you're good to go for at least two years. And keep training. And then keep training. Yes. And keep listen, training. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get into that, but that's just one thing that we should always be emphasizing. You know, we trained every, we were shooting every year and I felt like that wasn't even enough. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you get, just gotta, you gotta get really familiar with what you're using. Gotta learn how to handle it safely, know how yeah. to secure it, obviously with kids around. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of responsibilities and we can go into that in another, another time, but. And one of the quick question or quick thing uh, you mentioned USCCA and there's a lots of different of those organizations right. out there with, um, they're basically insurance companies. Just be real careful, read all the fine print on those. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. um, like it's illegal for insurance companies to insure crimes. Right. In other words, they can't, they can't right. insure you for committing a crime. So if you're, if you have your permit and you're out there and you totally screw the pooch and you're charged with a crime based upon your shoot, most likely you're, they're not right. going to cover you. They're not going to cover you. <laughs> yes. If you, you go out there and, you know, whack the old lady, you know, and you did something and you're trying to get the legal representation, you're not going to, they're not going to do it. If they do cover you for whatever your shooting situation and you lose and you wind up getting convicted of that crime, they're not going to cover you at that point. And they're probably, and they won't cover your appeal if you appeal right, that decision right. because you've been convicted of a crime at that point right. and, there, and there's no way they can because the law says they are not allowed they right. they're not allowed to yeah, yeah these organizations just to clarify these are for you know if you if you're in a valid situation where yeah. you have to use your handgun and you either get arrested or charged or um, some kind of Road litigation rage. is going on yeah. these organizations are great for that but again be careful which one you're using but they will kind of step up and you know it's not a big fee normally to join one of them but it is does give you a little bit of peace of mind in case you know someone breaks in your house, you shoot them, you know, okay, I could, I'm gonna get protected. And they cover you for uh, civil, civil Correct. suits as well. Yes, that's right. So that's right. You're right because coming. chances are that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you get charged criminally or not, right. uh, that civil case is gonna be coming. So, you know, what do we always hear? Oh, but he was a good boy. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna sue. <laughs> he was just about to go to college. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so anyway hopefully that helped we've we're gentlemen we're out of time thank you jim where, did, was, where did it go i know it went fast. i hope that was very helpful for anybody who was interested or anybody's even going through it has gone through it wants to know what's currently going on and is certainly contemplating either buying a firearm or uh, certainly getting a handgun permit so again if you have any questions you have the email Go ahead and uh, shoot us a question, but just be safe. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. That's right. All right. Have a good one, good people. See you. Hey, you've been listening to the All Red, White, and Blue podcast. It's engineered and recorded by Josh Miller. Please subscribe and comment so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week. <laughs>